Hello, dear one, and welcome to the Brave Path Podcast. It has been a minute, and I am so glad to be back. I am your host, Emily Bird. This podcast exists to empower the service-led and soul-centered entrepreneur, that's you, who's looking for clarity, alignment, and empowerment along your business journey. Here we dive into all the things when it comes to the development of your most authentic offerings, awakening and embodying your highest self, your highest CEO self in the form of your personal brand and spiritual being. As you overcome the blocks and limitations we all face as we grow in business, which is upgrading your mindset and dismantling the old limiting beliefs and outdated programming. Here you will discover deeper parts of yourself and confidently know which step to take next how to build this dream business of yours through the divine channel that is you. Yes, we get spiritual here and also strategic. I am your transformational business coach, facilitating the space for you to have the inner transformation necessary for the outer expansion in your business you desire. So let's get into it. Okay, so today I want to talk about the 13 forms of resistance, which are most common, most prevalent, especially in the entrepreneurial space or just personal growth as a whole that can totally and will totally derail any plan that you have in place for this year. And you're probably going to notice and, and be able to identify where this resistance has showed up for you, has shown up for you before in the past and okay, the impact that it had in that moment. And so I'm a firm believer of calling in awareness as it comes, calling in awareness as it happens and, and being in front of it so that when it does come up, we're already ahead of the game. And so it might look like you doing your mindset work now. It might look like you really connecting to your authentic code, your authentic truth, your higher CEO self, as I like to call it. Before you even get into your 2023 strategy, your marketing plan, your sales map, however it is your, all of those things, I hope that you're using to approach profitability this year in an aligned way, of course, but resistance is going to come up. Resistance is going to come up. And there are 13 key most common forms of resistance that I just want to call out today so you can call in a greater awareness for yourself. And there's an antidote to all of these resistances, right? So resistance as a core is an egoic strategy. Resistance is here to protect us from doing something new, something new, something scary, something unknown. And you know, as an entrepreneur, it's going to be scary, right? Everything you do in your business is some form of new. It's some form of novelty to your experience. Business is not meant to be stagnant. You are not meant to be stagnant. As an entrepreneur, you are not meant to do the same thing over and over and over again, forever and ever. Amen. I don't think humans as like in general are meant to do that. To generally speak, I believe we are all creative, spiritually sourced beings, and we are meant to evolve. We are meant to grow. We are meant to expand and we are not meant to stay the same. Like, I really believe that. 
And so when you commit to living an entrepreneurial lifestyle, when you commit to building a legacy through the avenue of entrepreneurship, when you commit to owning a business, you commit to that as well. You commit to evolution. You commit to commitment to growth, right? Having growth always present for you in your life. Expansion, growth, evolution, trial and error, the risk that it takes to be an entrepreneur, all of that brings up resistance. Why? Because you're constantly doing something new. You're constantly doing something out of the norm. You are constantly saying yes to yourself in a really bold, powerful way that most of society doesn't say yes to. And also, in a lot of ways, we are we are taught to not do this. We are taught opposite of how it is to be a successful entrepreneur. We're taught to stay small. We're taught to follow color in the lines, color, you know, in the lines, don't move outside the lines. Don't move outside the box. It's scary. It's riskful. If you don't have a retirement plan, if you don't have a certified or uh, guaranteed paycheck every week, like if you're, if you're stepping out into the entrepreneurial path, I know for me, when I was first saying yes to this over a decade ago, yes to myself and yes to being an entrepreneur, I had a lot of just initial resistance of not feeling safe. And even 10 years, 11 years later, creating safety in my business has been a huge theme for my most recent chapter of growth. As I have hit new levels of income, as I've hit new impact levels as well, the safety has been there. The safety factor of, am I safe to do this? Is this safe here for me? Can I stay in this space safely? Can I hold this space safely? Am I, do I have the capacity to this? Is this okay? Am I right? Am I wrong? All of that is rooted in, in safety energy, right? And so as an entrepreneur, we let go of the known. We let go of the norm. We are essentially disruptors of that normal societal ingrained culture of predictability and absolutely safety and security known and need, right? We say yes to something else. We say yes to something greater. We say yes to a broader vision. We say yes to the unknown. And if you've been here long enough, and if you've been in the personal growth space long enough, and if you're on the entrepreneurial path, my assumption, my guess would be that you have either experienced it firsthand or you have a trust, a believing, an inner wisdom of knowing that the freedom that you really desire, the impact that you really desire, the income that you deeply desire is on the other side of that false sense of security, right? That's why you signed up for this entrepreneurial path. So we got to get really grounded in what we are doing. Okay. I see a lot of, I work with a lot of new entrepreneurs and I see a lot of new entrepreneurs get caught up in the fear of the unknown in the fear of, I've never done this before. I don't know if it's going to work. Nothing is guaranteed. I'm really scared. I can't do it. Oh my God. I tried something one time and it flopped and it failed, which means my whole business is a fail right? There's so much meaning assigned to just the experience and the journey of one little step that you took on the path. And it doesn't have to be that hard lined. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be so hard on yourself and you don't have to keep yourself in this like box of, Oh, I can't move. I can't afford to move. I can't make a, I can't move a muscle. I'm scared. I, I can't, 
I'm stuck in this old programming. If you even have that awareness, I'm stuck in this old programming and I'm stuck in this old belief system that it's just not safe out here for me to be an entrepreneur. And I just, I see that so many times. And I also see another thing I've, I've really become present to lately, uh, especially within conversations with some newer clients of mine is that there's judgment when in keeping the day job. And, and I'm actually going to, this is another episode I'm not going to get too far into it today, but if you are, if you are in your day job and you have judgment towards that, and you're wishing you could break out on your own and you're wishing you're not stuck in your um, day job so you could be full-time in your business. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I'm a big supporter. Let me just quell some of that judgment. Now I'm a big supporter of temporary situations and bridge jobs, especially when you're building a business. I am a single mom. I have built now four different businesses, two of them brick and mortar, three of them or two, the other two, one was inside of the brick and mortar. It was a separate entity, but it was housed within, but it could, it could be done anywhere. And it was, um, and then this, this final business, this fourth business that I'm in right now is a completely virtual online business, my coaching business. So I've built multiple businesses, different types of businesses, all service-based. And what I'm here to tell you is that it's, it is a lot to build a business. Okay. It's a lot. <laughs> it requires a lot of commitment. It requires a lot of showing up. It requires a lot of time. It requires money. It requires energy. It requires commitment. It requires a long-term vision. It requires mentorship, building a business. You cannot do it on your own, especially if you've never done it before, which most of us, when we start out, we've never built a business before. Right. And so even if it, even if you've been in an arena or had the experience of working at a startup or something like that, and you start on your own uh, journey, you, you probably know better than any of us that you got to have a mentor, right? So you can't do it alone. And I see a lot of judgment when new entrepreneurs are starting out and, or maybe they're a few years or a year or a few months or whatever into their business. And they're still having to hold the day job because their business is not generating the revenue that it needs to in order for them to, you know, retire and transition out of their previous work and move it fully into their reclaimed new lifestyle as an entrepreneur. And I, I know what it's like to put the financial pressure on a new business. I've lived through that. I've held tens of thousands of dollars of debt and overhead on a daily basis while still having to show up, mentor, guide, lead a team, as well as exchange services for the types of business that I was holding, types of businesses that I was holding at the time. And it's a lot, plus be a single mom, plus pay my own bills and put food on our table. Like it, it's a lot. Building a business is a lot and holding it as a single entity without investors, without uh, you know other kinds of support, it can be really stressful. And so I actually am a proponent when it comes to holding your day job, having a bridge job, having some type of the outlook is it's a temporary situation. It's not long-term, you know, you can even give yourself a buy when like, I'm going to do this for the next 12 months. And here are my goals for my business. And this is when I'm going to work on my business. Yes. You have to be more diligent with your time and energy management, but it is possible 
come at me if you don't think it is because I've done it several times over and I know it's possible. Okay. And, and if you don't know how to do that, then that's something I can help you with for sure to create a plan. But anyways, I want to talk about the 13 forms of resistance today. I easily get on my soapboxes, as you know, um, but I just want to start this year off fresh with a little bit of that love that says it's okay if you're still in your day job here in 2023. It's okay if you're still holding that you know, bridge job and you didn't hit your goals in 2022 of being able to transition fully into your business. It's okay if you are full-time in your business, but you're not hitting the revenue goals that you want. That's okay too, because we have a whole fresh new year ahead of us and you have a whole new opportunity, a whole new canvas to work on this year. And I'm here to support you in that. And the purpose of this episode is to call out those typical classic 13 forms. I'm going to give you 13 different forms of resistance that are going to come up for you this year. Some may be more than others. There might be one or two on this list that are like, no, that's, that's not me at all. Cool. That's great. Good for you. I love that for you. <laughs> um, but if it's not for you, it's for someone else. So And let's get in front of it and also realize that it's actually just resistance without assigning meaning to it, right? Going back to what I was just speaking to, how one thing, we try one little baby step forward and it flops and we assign meaning to that whole situation that our business is going to fail and that we have to start back over and we're just doomed and it's not going to work out. And this is a whole waste of time. And like we do that, you know, and actually it's not that it's not that deep y'all. Okay. So resistance is an egoic strategy in place to protect us from doing something new, which is the whole brand of being an entrepreneur. You are going to be doing new stuff. You're going to be doing new stuff. You're going to be walking and traveling into the unknown every single day. You're going to be in the valley every single day. You're going to be at the top of the mountain. You're going to be at the bottom of the mountain. You're going to be somewhere in the in the dark valley of the unknown. That is the entrepreneurial journey. This is what you signed up for. Yeah, it sure is. And the reward on the other side is tremendous because you get to grow and you get to expand and you get to break barriers and step out of those conditioned old societal programmed norms and limitations. And you get to have the most expansive life possible that you get to create for yourself, however that looks for you, okay? Your version of success does not have to be what mine looks like, does not have to be what theirs looks like. It's yours and it's possible for you. So let's get in front of the resistance that comes up. And what I found to be so liberating by labeling these forms, these behaviors, these patterns that come up as resistance, what I found to be so incredibly liberating was that, oh, it's just resistance. Ah, this is great. This is great news because resistance I know, and you probably know as well, resistance is here to protect me. Resistance is an egoic strategy in place to protect us from doing something new. 
because something new equals something unknown and something unknown is scary and it's risky, right? So I want you to listen to these 13 forms of resistance that I'm going to go over today. And I want you to see where maybe you write them down and you circle the ones that are like, yep, that's my brand of resistance. That's what I do. And I want you to see if you can give yourself some freedom here, some liberation, some like radical acceptance of like, oh, that's just an egoic strategy of resistance. It's just trying to keep me safe. And so how do I move through that? Well, I take it anyway. I take messy action anyway. I keep going anyway. I receive the feedback that the, what the resistance wants for me. Other than keeping me safe, what else is here for me to gain? And I'm going to keep moving forward. It's just resistance. I don't have to assign it any other meaning. Okay. That's what I found so liberating about this concept. And this concept I want to speak to, it came from, I was in, um, I'm in a mastermind and I was in my, one of my group mastermind calls. We have like three calls a week and we have guest speakers that come in. And so we have once a month, we have a guest speaker, Emma Churchman, and she's amazing. And so she speaks in our group once a month. And so this past week was an Emma day. And one of her, you know, signature talks is talking about resistance on the entrepreneurial path. And so she talked about these 13 forms of resistance. And I thought, man, this is what I need to bring to my community. Like they really need to hear this. I needed to hear this. So if I needed to hear this, I know you need to hear this. We all need to hear this. It's a great reminder, right? So I wanted just to acknowledge Emma for bringing this to our group this week. And now I get to share it with you. Okay. So let's dive in the 13 forms of resistance. Number one, demotivation. Demotivation is actually a form of resistance. So when you feel heavy, when you feel disinterested, when you feel like, oh, I can't do another thing. I'm just like, I'm seeking motivation from an outside source because it is no longer within me, right? It's just not here. I don't even know why it's not here, but it's not here. So that's actually a form of resistance. Demotivation is actually a form of resistance. And so what do you know about what's the antidote, right? <laughs> Give me the solution. You say, well, what do you know about when you're not motivated? What do you know about motivation period? How, where does motivation come from? Does motivation come from an outside source? Do we, do we get into motivation or do we get into action to create motivation or does motivation create action? Which one? The first, right? We get into action first and that creates motivation for us. It creates more momentum. Oftentimes we look for motivation to motivate us into action, but it is the other way around. Action creates motivation and momentum. Okay. So when you're feeling demotivated, especially when you don't know why, or you're frustrated around why it's resistance. Again, resistance is an egoic strategy protecting us from doing something new. So notice when your demotivation props up, are you about to do something new? Are you about to implement a new strategy? Are you about to reach out to that dream client? Are you about to submit a proposal for, to an executive board that you're really nervous about? Are you, what's 
what's the cause of the demotivation? I would, I would encourage you to get really curious about when it comes up. Okay. All of these number two confusion. Oh my God. I see this all the time. I see this all the time. And I lived in it myself for way too long. So free yourself from confusion, my friend, (laughs) confusion. I don't know what I want. I don't know who I want to serve. I don't know. I don't know who my ideal client is. I don't know what my lead magnet should be. I don't know what my personal brand pillars are. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what my offering should be. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do that? I'm just so confused. Like I have no idea. I could serve like 20 different people. So I can't pick one. So I just don't know. Maybe I just shouldn't start anyway. Maybe, maybe I just, I can't. Confusion. Confusion creates so much doubt, which of course causes inaction and delay. And the tricky part about this whole egoic strategy is the more we play it out, the more we loop in it, guess what happens? Identification happens. This is why a lot of entrepreneurs don't make it. This is why a lot of people give up because they actually start to believe the thoughts that come from the resistance. They actually believe that they can't pick a client, so they should pick none. So they should just go back and get a job and they're a failure. They're never going to be able to make it work. They actually believe that they're too indecisive to be an entrepreneur. And if they can't decide on a lead magnet, then they damn sure can't decide on anything else and they got to go. It becomes an identification. All of these create identifications. You start to believe thoughts that come from the resistance. That's why I'm saying we got to get in front of this, like new year, new you, new business. Okay, boo, get in front of the resistance so it doesn't get you because that's exactly what will happen. All egoic strategies like this, resistance, other forms of egoic strategies, we're not going to get into it today, but they all create identification if we stay in the pattern. So wake up out of the loop, right? Confusion is a big one. Confusion is a big one. Number three, blank brain. Ooh, okay. So this one happens to me. Transparently, I I get this. So blank brain is like, I'm, I have nothing. I got nothing. I'm like dead, dead, dead in my soul. I have nothing to write. It's like writer's block or some other type of creative rut. I got nothing. I've got nothing to create. I've got nothing to say. I don't even know what to say. I'm like, completely like dead. And the resistance could be like, you just got back from taking two weeks off from the holiday. And the resistance is that you're back at work and you want to be, you know, sleeping or, (laughs) you know, you love what you do, but you're just, yeah, your body is resisting going back to a routine. And maybe you're putting pressure on yourself to get back to work right now and make all the things happen and work a full eight hour day on January 2nd, like I would have resistance too. I didn't work an eight hour day on January 2nd. I don't even think I worked period on January 2nd, right? So notice what triggers the resistance. What's the feedback? Maybe you don't need to work an eight hour day on January 2nd and don't assign it meaning. Oh man, I was about to make that mean something about me. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I caught it. So blank brain is actually a form of resistance. Good to notice. Another one, number four, forgetfulness. Unless you have a diagnosis, 
let's say you had a traumatic brain injury and forgetfulness is part of a sustaining affect from your accident. I have a friend who has this. So this would not necessarily apply to them, right? But unless, unless there's some type of official diagnosis where you have forgetfulness medically, biologically, neurologically, forgetfulness for the atypical person can be a form of resistance, can be a form of resistance. Oh my God, I forgot. Oh my God. Well, how do we, how do we not forget things? What do we do to not forget? We write it down. Okay. Number one. Get a calendar system that works for you. Remind yourself to look at your calendar. Set a system up in place to where you're constantly being reminded so you can't forget. Notice when that crops up for you. Yeah. Number five. Oh, this is a big one too. Okay. I don't know enough. I don't know enough. I'm not prepared. I, I have imposter syndrome. I need to do another certification. I need to like, oh, this isn't, I, I'm not ready for this. I can't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not equipped. I'm not, no one's going to pick me. I don't know enough. This is not, I, I can't, I'm not ready. Is that true? Is that really, really true? Because there's usually two points of feedback that are happening in the, I don't know enough moments, either a, you're getting feedback of, yeah, you, you do need to do a certification. Yeah. You do need further training. If you want to be a trauma informed coach, then yeah, you need to take a trauma informed coaching certification program. Okay. Good feedback. But could you start working with someone now? Probably possibly, because if you have the calling to do whatever service you're providing in your business, chances are you do have qualifications for it. And if you don't have qualifications for the exact calling that you're presently holding right now as, as an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur, what qualifications do you have? How can you start building trust in yourself now? So for me, being a yes for being an entrepreneur, being a yes for staying on my path in business has been the biggest tool for me to build self-reliance and trust, self-trust and self-reliance. Building a business has been the biggest tool for me to build those two muscles deeply inside of me. More than a muscle, it's wisdom, y'all, okay? So if you're getting this resistance of, I don't know enough, question it first. Is it true? Is, there, is it actually giving you some really good feedback? And where can you begin now? Where can you authentically, confidently show up now? Because I know you can now. Okay. Number six, you spend more time planning than doing. Ooh, who, 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 who's raising their hand? <laughs> I want to know. This is actually not me. Okay. So I, I would even venture that I was the opposite in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. I didn't plan. <laughs> have a plan, which is so wild to think about. I had a vision, but I didn't have a plan, which is so wild to think about, especially if you are one of my clients right now and you're listening and you're like, you didn't have a plan because you know, I love my plans, right? I love frameworks. I love strategy. I love plans. I love a step-by-step. -step. Like I love, give me the 13 forms of resistance. Give me the seven steps. Give me the five things to do. Give me the four pieces of the sales journey. Like 
I love a plan now. And it's something I had to really grow into as a business owner. And it wasn't hard. What it was is I gave myself creative space. I gave myself creative space. So if you do spend more time planning than doing, then I would say give yourself creative space to do and step out of the planning. And if you're in habitual planning, chances are you're probably scared to take a a step forward. You're probably scared for movement. You're scared of movement forward because you don't want to mess up. If you are over planning, you probably have perfectionism inside of you. There's probably an aspect, a flare of perfectionism, or the next one on the list is procrastination. So check your planning people, check it out. Are you over planning and not doing is your planning and your doing, are they balanced? That would be my, my invitation for you is to make sure you're 50% planning, 50% doing. Okay. Or even 30% planning, 30% creating, and then 40% doing, I had to do a little bit of math there. Right. Okay. Number seven, procrastination and not the traditional form of procrastination of like avoiding and not doing the, the specific procrastination of this is the derailment. Okay. This is the derailment before I can do X, I must do Y before I can do Y I must do Z. Maybe that sounds a little bit better before I do this, before I can do this, I have to do that. And that, that, that I have to do this before I can do that, that thing that you're telling yourself you have to do before you can do something else is usually far-fetched or it takes time. It could be another like year long certification program or something like that. Well, before I can be a coach, I have to do a certification program before I can start a business. I have to do this before I can do that. I have to do this instead. And the, this instead is usually something that it's summoning. It takes a long time. And so that I would go back to, well, what can you do now? Right. And is that really true? Before you can do this, you need to do that. Notice how your procrastination shows up. Know that it is resistance. What is resistance? An egoic strategy protecting us from trying something new, right? It's just resistance. Okay. Number eight, this one, (laughs) this one. All right. Drama, drama. Number eight. It's when your ego starts highlighting the small mishaps or big stories, however they are transpiring to derail your whole day. I want to give an example of this. Okay. And this is like somewhat of a (laughs) sensitive subject still, um, because it it, was, it's a crazy story, but anyways, so Oh, probably about a month ago, my cat, my cat got out um, and, 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 and she loved outside. I mean, this cat, your cat maybe does the same thing where they just sit in the window all day and they just stare in the outside world. So, but my cat loved adventure and she just, she was just like, she loved to be outside. And so I let her out one morning, like I normally would do. And she did not come back and she did not come back all day long. And that was out of character for her. Like she's done it maybe once or twice, but I wasn't the sole caregiver in that moment. She was like under my son's care and 
it's, it really was my son's cat. So, you know, I wasn't like on the front lines feeling the responsibility of it. And so about a month ago, my cat got out and she didn't come back and she was gone all day. And I swear to you, I missed a whole day's worth of work. I was so stressed out about this cat. I listed her missing on her little micro trip website. I put all of her belongings and some of my son's clothing outside to, you know, make her smell him and us and everything. And I was so worried about her. I walked around the neighborhood. I was calling her name around the block. I put out fresh tuna on my front porch and my back porch. The whole neighborhood got a whiff of what was literally going on at my house, except the cat. And as soon as my son came home from basketball practice, so it was after school, after basketball, so it was around like 6 p.m., as soon as he came home, she showed up. The little rascal showed up. And I just was like, wow, I wasted a whole day stressing over this cat being gone when she was never really lost. Well, that's good to notice. Now, since then, the cat has actually really gone missing and it's in a different city. And so the chances of her finding her way home 90 miles up the road is it's pretty far-fetched at this point. And it's been a few weeks. So we're, we're in the letting go process of the cat (laughs) side note. I'm pretty sure she just is not meant to live in captivity (laughs) this lifetime. So maybe that's the whole mission of her soul. And we were able to help her with that. (laughs) But drama, when the ego highlights small mishaps or stories and derail your whole day, did I need to miss a whole day worth of work over my cat being sleeping in the backyard underneath the big oak tree hiding from me? No, I didn't. I sure, I sure did not. And I had to pay for it later. Let me tell you, I had to pay for that day missed later and it sucked. Okay. So notice where drama gets you. It could be a miscommunication that you have with your partner, or it could be, you know, an assumption that you have a story that's ripping and rolling in your mind that creates all this drama. And it totally takes you out of your work over nothing. It is an egoic strategy protecting us from doing something new. It's crazy, right? Okay. Number nine. I see this one a lot too, especially with new entrepreneurs. Um, Business costs money, right? Like (laughs) building a business costs money, time, energy, currency, dedication, rinse and repeat time, energy, currency, dedication. Businesses cost time, energy, currency. (laughs) What is it? Uh, Dedication, rinse and repeat. Businesses cost that. And I find with a lot of, especially service-based entrepreneurs, you have a skill, you have, you have a service to provide and you're just like, cool, I can just like go get my own space or start my own thing and exchange my services for money. And I've got business I'm in business and that's cool. That's how you start. You take the leap. It's brave. You do it. And then you're out there and you're like, oh God, it's not, I'm not what's happening. What do I do? Oh my gosh, all these hidden fees, all these hidden expenses. I had no idea it was going to cost this much. Now people are telling me I need mentorship. Like, what is that? Oh my gosh, that, this, oh, I don't, I can't do that. I need to expand. How do I grow? I'm not making the money. I don't have the margin to support the level of growth that I want to invest in. Like, what do I do? Right? So number nine, lack of resources and excuses. So we create obstacles and roadblocks for ourselves via this faulty thinking that we don't have enough. 
So knowing that going into business is an investment, it is a long game to play, and it does cost time, energy, money, commitment, and dedication, right? And I don't want to bypass historically oppressed and marginalized people who don't have the resources that privileged people do, right? I don't want to bypass that experience. So get really grounded on where you're starting. Know your numbers. I just released a training about tracking the most important numbers in your business today within my signature group program. You've got to know your numbers, y'all. Like you have to track your numbers in business. I will make that another episode, okay? We'll talk about that soon. But you've, you've, you've got to know where you're starting, okay? And you've got to be in the energy of resourcefulness. If you want to make it on this entrepreneurial path, hear me, you need to be resourceful. Okay. And you need to let go of excuses, accept whatever circumstance there is, create it as neutral as it can possibly be the circumstance and keep moving forward. You have to upgrade your thinking. You have to upgrade your energy into the energy of resourcefulness resourceful thoughts, resourceful emotions, resourcing yourself and your emotions, resourceful behavior in order to create the results that you want. You have to move through that resistance. It will keep you sandwiched, stuck, and small, and you will not make it. The business will not be sustainable if you let this lack of resources and all of the excuses infiltrate your success. It just, it just won't work. Okay. Number 10, I can't even, I so looking forward to this one. (laughs) Oh, all right. Number 10, this is my favorite one on the list, obviously. Magical thinking. I want you to just picture a unicorn. (laughs) I want you to just picture rainbows, butterflies, and and a unicorn floating around in, in the universe. Magical thinking. This is when we use unrealistic thinking or non-logical reasoning to believe that transformation or change is available to us without having to do anything. Magical thinking. So I have had a, a client in the past and, um, we worked together for a short while. They were having trouble with the investment of coaching. They were one of those that were, you know, we all enter in somewhat of a naivety in, in the beginning of our business. I, I, I acknowledge that I myself did. Okay. Have that you know, naivety in the beginning of business. But um, I, I worked with this client in the past for a brief bit of time and they they had their own, you know, misunderstandings about what it really takes to be in business. And they were having trouble with the investment of our agreement. And they literally told me that they were praying for it that they were praying for the money to become available. Now, I pray every day, at least twice a day. Sometimes I feel like my whole day is a prayer, 
Okay. You can probably relate to that. And I'm not dismissing the power of prayer or faith or manifestation, but I'm saying that prayer, faith, hope, manifestation is not a strategy. It's energy. It's a belief system, but it is not a strategy. You are in business. Business requires strategy as well as energy. And if you know me, you know, these are the two core things that I help entrepreneurs develop, upgrade, and unlock within them, within themselves and their journey is the energy and the strategy. Okay. You have to have both, both. You cannot bank on energy alone to save you and make you money. I am so sorry. It does not work that way. If it did, and maybe it does in another parallel universe, hop on your unicorn and go find it. If it did work that way, we would all be living an entirely different lifestyle, entirely different lifestyle. You have to have strategy to make money. I'm sorry. It just works that way. Okay. And money. Yes. Currency is a 3d human created thing. Yeah. And we love it, right? We're here to to work and make money. We're here to create more money. And the beautiful thing about this space, you, the beautiful soul-centered conscious entrepreneur listening to this podcast, the beautiful thing about this space is the more money you make, the more positive impact on the world and the collective that you get to have, the more youth you get to help, the more people you get to serve, the more schools you get to change, the more organizations you get to fund and create, the more impact you get to have on the collective. And I believe in you and I believe in your vision and I believe that your vision sets the world free. So we want to generate more revenue in our business. We want to make more money so we can make more change in the world. But my friend, we do not pray and make money. We pray, have a strategy and make money. Okay. So magical thinking is when we use this unrealistic thinking or have a non-logical belief that we can get what we need, that transformation can happen, that change is going to happen, and we don't have to do anything for it. It just doesn't work that way. Okay. Number 11 is like a partner, a parallel partner to this concept, the oh-so-special syndrome. The oh-so-special syndrome is one that skips steps or bypasses. I could, I will die on this hill telling you you can't skip steps. And I believe that in the core of my being, no one gets to skip steps in business. I don't care who you are. You might get a heads up and you might skip steps, but guess what? You're going to be backtracking later, sister, brother, friend. You're going to be doing those steps at later on down the road. And it's going to be even harder because you have to hold what you've created and you have to backtrack and, and, and do the steps that you skipped. Okay. No one gets to skip steps in business. I really, really, to my core, I will die on this hill. No one gets to skip steps in business and no one gets to bypass the important foundation of business. If you want to have a sustainable, viable business. All right. No matter how it looks for you, whether you have to do it down the road or you have to do it in the beginning, thinking you're beyond a small beginning is a frightful belief to have, okay? 
No one gets to skip steps. No one gets to bypass. We are all on, on the same playing field, okay? So the oh-so-special syndrome is thinking that you don't have to do other things, that certain things that we all have to do in order to really build this business. That is a form of resistance. I want you to be able to get in front of that so it doesn't derail you and keep you stuck, okay? All right, number 12. It's like really good at the end of the list. I love this. Abdication abdication. This is where you are delegating and outsourcing your own inner work, your own inner transformation. You're wanting someone else to do it for you. You're trying to bypass the work that it takes to become a conscious entrepreneur. Okay. When you are trying to outsource your own transformation, it looks like, well, when I hire this coach, they're going to be the ones to give me all the answers. I'm going to depend on them to give me everything I need. Or this consultant is the key to what I need. This program is going to be the program that I need. This course is the course that I need. Now, it's okay to feel really drawn magnetically to a person, a teacher, a mentor, a body of work that you know will benefit as a tool in your toolbox, or it will expand your experience as an entrepreneur. It's okay to be magnetized to certain people, bodies of work, programs, places. That's, that's okay. But when you outsource what you are meant to do, what is your responsibility to hold, to create? When you outsource that and put it onto a coach, a mentor, a program, a community, a course, you will fall flat. You will be very disappointed. And you're basically trying to build a business on crutches, on wobbly stilts. Ain't gonna work, okay? So don't abdicate. You have to do your work. You have to show up for your business. No one is going to build your business for you. You have to do it. This is your business. Okay. Number 13, the 13 forms of resistance. We have made it this far. And this is the, one of the like most powerful ones, I think. And I want to just say first that fear, fear is a really good sign. Fear is a really good sign. But terror is number three. Terror is number three. So this is that unrational, like absolutely like I am paralyzed in fear kind of terror that halts you, that stops you in your tracks, terror. Okay. So know this resistance is an egoic strategy to protect us from trying something new, right? The ego chooses fear or this immense amount of terror. The ego chooses fear and terror as the last stop of resistance. Why? Why? Because it's the most powerful. If none of the other forms of resistance work, this will, right? So what is the antidote to this fear? Take the action anyway. Fear and terror build an incredibly thick, big, tall, vast brick wall. You stay stuck on that side of the wall. But when you take action, you break through the wall. 
the more you take action, the more those bricks come tumbling down. The more you take action, the more those bricks come tumbling down, the more those bricks come tumbling down, the less of a wall you have. The more you walk through the fear and terror with ease over and over and over again, it actually becomes subtle fear. Terror is no longer in existence, but you have to take the action anyway in order for the terror barrier to decrease, in order for it to dissolve, okay? These are the 13 forms of resistance that are going to derail you, my love, in 2023 and beyond for the rest of your life. (laughs) These are the classic 13 forms of resistance that are most common in our space, our entrepreneurial space. So my question for you is which ones were most relevant, most pertinent, most, yeah, that's me out of this list. And what have you taken away from this episode that will really serve your path moving forward? I want to know, I want to hear it. And the best way you can connect with me personally is in our group, the expansive entrepreneurs, Facebook group, which I'm streaming this episode live. So we probably have some listeners really happening here live in the moment at the time of recording. It's so good. Join us. You can check the show notes for the link to join our group. We have live trainings in this group. We have monthly events in this group. This is an empowering space for you to continue on your expansive journey, to upgrade your energy, to build out your strategy, and to really create the business that you love. I'm here for you. I'm supporting you. I'm holding you in the light of possibility. Always your vision truly does set the world free. I believe that. And the reason why I do what I do is because I don't want you to give up on your vision. I don't want you to give up because of resistance. I don't want you to give up because of an egoic strategy. That's just trying to keep you safe. I don't want you to give up because you haven't upgraded an old belief system into a new empowered state, a new empowered one. That is the gift of being in business. This is why I love business so much is because we get to constantly grow and evolve ourselves. That is more rewarding to me than anything else. So join us in the Expansive Entrepreneurs Facebook group. Thank you for being here. Join us so you can let us know. You can share with me personally which forms of these resistance come up for you the most and how in 2023, new year, new you, new business, how you are going to be countering that resistance and no longer, no longer being subject to it. I am sending you so much love, so much light. I'm holding you in the light. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, take really good care. Bye for now.